And uh, we will be reading out of John 16, verses 1 through 33. I have told you these things so that you won't abandon your faith, for you will be expelled from the synagogues, and the time is coming when those who kill you will think they are doing a holy service for God. This is because they have never known the Father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now so that when they happen, you will remember my warning. I didn't tell you earlier because I was going to be with you for a while longer. But now I am going away to the one who sent me, and not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said, the spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. In a little while, you won't see me anymore. But a little while after that, you will see me again. Some of the disciples asked each other, What does he mean when he says, In a little while you won't see me, but then you will see me, and I am going to the Father? And what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand. Jesus realized they wanted to ask him about it, so he said, Are you asking yourselves what I meant? I said, in a little while, you won't see me, but a little while after that, you will see me again. I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now. But I will see you again, then you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly, and he will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask, using my name, and you will receive, and you will have abundant joy. I have spoken of these matters in figures of speech, but soon I will stop speaking figuratively and will tell you plainly all about the Father. Then you will ask in my name. I'm not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you dearly because you love me and believe that I came from God. Yes, I came from the Father into the world, and now I will leave the world and return to the Father." Then the disciples said, At last you are speaking plainly and not figuratively. Now we understand that you know everything, and there is no need to question you. From this we believe that you came from God. Jesus said, Do you finally believe? But the time is coming. 
Indeed, it's here now, when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I have told you all this, so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. Thank you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. And now I, I would invite uh, Pastor Thomas to come forward and share with us what God has put on his heart and lead us in communion. Pastor Thomas. Thank you. Before I pray with you this morning, I will like to announce to you that we lost uh, someone from our congregation. She's uh, Betty Senaway. Uh, Betty Senaway died on Thursday, and her funeral will be Monday tomorrow. So the viewing will be at 11 a.m., and then the funeral service starts at 12 noon. There will be lunch after the interment, so you are welcome to be here. And I think that's what I have for announcement this morning. Amen. Can I hear amen? amen? Shall we pray? Holy God, we thank you this morning for your goodness to mankind, Lord. We thank you so much that we woke up this morning safe and sound and we are in your house of worship. We pray, Lord, that you lead us through this time of worship, lead us through the time of preaching, Lord. Speak through us your word. And let your people receive and live according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to walk you through this conversation. I think it's a wonderful thing. First of all, I want to say thank you to all of you for being here this morning. Thank you for your contribution to First African on our collection of items. I am so, so overjoyed and for your support. And I really want to appreciate you for that. When I was told that I was going to preach today, I started to practice. Well, it looked like I didn't practice well because I needed to just be myself. I, I can't be Pastor Dave. Uh, Pastor Dave has his own way of preaching. So then I went back in my little closet and, and read for some time, and I said, yeah, I believe I need to be myself, and I don't have to practice for this preaching. Amen. I thought of the team that said, fasten your seatbelts. And because the conversation that Jesus is going through with his disciple is something that if I were in the midst of those disciples, I'd probably be scratching my head and probably be wondering if I really understand what Jesus is trying to say to me. Quickly, I want to take you back to chapter 15. And when you look at verses 4 and 5 only, what Jesus said, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in a vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, apart from me, you can do nothing. 
Coming down to chapter 16, there are a couple of things that Jesus was discussing, and I got it in the four parts to discuss this morning with you. Jesus is so, he's, he's preaching this sermon, I would say, or discussing with the disciples in this manner that they wouldn't even believe. So if they heard it, they have to really, really fasten their seatbelt and get ready for this journey that Jesus was trying to describe. If you are not prepared, you won't get there. But he already told them what to do in chapter 15. And so Jesus discussed with them the chilling reality of what was going to happen. This is not joke. Jesus said, I'm telling you these things. I don't want you to run away from the faith or to swear from the faith because it's going to scare you. But these are the real things that are going to happen to you as people who have followed me. So he discussed with them, if you go through, he first discussed the chilling reality. Then he also discussed with them the support that they would have had, the authority and support of the Holy Spirit. Jesus also discussed with them the sorrows they would have and the joy that would come at the end of all of the sorrows. And Jesus, after discussing these things with them, I believe that our conviction because it came to a time where he said, now we actually believe that you are the son of God. And he told them, I'm the hope of your victory because I have overcome. So I want to take you there real quickly when I read that first part of the scripture where he said, I have said these things to you to keep you from falling away or from failing away. They will put you out of the synagogue. They will kill you. And killing you for them would be as though they were doing God a service. I believe some of the disciples were kind of, oh, no, you know, you know, Jesus, can you just repeat this? I didn't get it well. I, I didn't get that part. What did you say going to happen to me? I believe if, if it were me, I, I, would, I, would, I would be really, really scared. I may not be ready to face that reality that Christ is talking about. I would have to think it over a little bit. Did you say they would put me out of the synagogue? They would kill me and think they're doing God a favor or service? Is that what you're saying to me? Am I ready for this? So it's something they had to think about. But I tell you, friends, you can imagine how, how the faces of the disciples are looking at this moment. But there is one thing they needed to know. Again, they have to reflect and go back to that chapter 15, verses 4 and 5. And remember that if you remain in Jesus, all you have to do, he said, remain in me because I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in Jesus, no matter how rocky this road will be, just buckle up yourself, fasten your seatbelt and get ready to move. Amen. Amen. Let me know if I'm too fast. But this is interesting. And that was the first discussion Jesus had with them. And so they all, I believe, people of God, there are some things in the church that might just shake you, not compared to what the disciples were, going, were about to go through, not compared to what Jesus was saying. There are some little things that may just shake you and you want to quit the faith. Don't quit the faith. Remain in the vine. 
Sometimes your best may tend to the worst. Sometimes your work may not be recognized. Sometimes your joy may not be the joy of another person. Sometimes the road will get really tough for you. There are things that will come your way through this journey that will be so difficult for you to accept. But Jesus was saying, remain in the vine because without me, you can do nothing. I want to go to the second thing that Jesus, sometimes when you sit like, I know like soldiers, before you go to the war front, sometimes you have to sit and you have to get this breathing and they have to tell you what's going to happen. And after all the breathing about what you're going to go through at the war front, another thing I have to tell you is the kind of equipment and weapons that you have to really face your enemies. And Jesus drew them, drew their attention to that part of the scripture where he said, there is a guy that I will send you. He has the authority that comes from me to comfort you through this journey. And so the support and the authority of the Holy Spirit, the interesting part of that scripture that I want you to look at, if you go back to chapter, chapter 16, verses 13 through 14 and 15, I want you to read verse 15. The Bible says, Jesus said, all that the Father has is mine. All that the Father has is mine. Everything is mine. He will take it and give it to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will declare it unto you. Jesus Christ is the truth. He's the truth word of God. He's the truth spirit of God. He's part of the Trinity. He's the God who will guide you and take you through. He came by Christ and he declared to us that he will give us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will guide us through the process of our hardship. In verse 13, he said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you unto all the truth, for, the will, for he will speak on, not on his own, not on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. And that when he said he will glorify me because I'm Jesus. And everything that he will speak to you come from me. Amen. Jesus Christ is the truth. He's the truth. Everything the Spirit says belongs to Jesus. Therefore, fasten all your seatbelt, disciples. Get ready. I am telling you the truth that these things are going to happen to you. Now, how prepared are we for this? I want to encourage you this morning, when the going gets tough, and the tough really get going, they say, and there's no way out of this game, Jesus said, remain in me, and I in you, and you shall overcome. You can't do it without Jesus. You can't win without Jesus. He's the comforter. You can't win without Jesus. He is God. And he's able to take us through our troubles. 
Even though these disciples were shaking, and Jesus brought them to the third part of the discussion about the sorrows they were going to go through and the joy that would come at the end of the sorrow. And he said, when a woman, he compared it to a woman in labor pain. Can you imagine? Mothers, you know what it is. Back home, we, we, made, we made a little joke of that. We said, well, when our wives get pregnant, it's time to deliver. They get so angry with even the father. They don't want to see your face. They don't care about you at that moment. They don't, they don't want to share anything with you. Like, like, they would just say, just take me to the hospital. That when you get so submissive. You don't got no question of eyes, just get in the car and drive her to the hospital. When you get to the hospital and she goes through all of the hard process. She goes through the pains and allows the child come forth. And then she forgets that she ever, she ever says something to you that would have had you angry. And they hold that beautiful child and bring the child before her. And she begins to smile with the baby. And, and, and dad is happy and mom is happy. And the rest of it is joke. Initially, when that was going on, she said, well, I think this will be my last child. But, but after she had that baby in her arm, I think, uh, I would think about it. Maybe we can have another one. Amen. This is the kind of joy that Jesus was talking about. He said, you will go through the pains, the suffering and the hardship. But at the end of it all will come joy. At the end of it all will come joy. I always share with my congregation. I serve the Lord. I do not serve denomination. So no denominational decision can drive me away from serving God. Nothing. Nothing. If the angels of God can stop me, nothing else is going to stop me. Because I know at the end of all, there will be joy. And so I want to encourage you this morning not to give up. Buckle up. Readjust your seatbelt if you have to. If, if it is too tough that you have to go one direction, maybe you have to go back in your closet and seek the face of God and ask the Holy Spirit, minister to me which direction you want me to take. God will take you through that direction. The promise that Jesus made, he said, the Holy Spirit shall guide you. Amen. Say so the hour is coming and the hour is here now. That it will take me away and you'll be separated from me and you all will go into your very homes. But I may not be left alone because the Father will always be with me. And I will come again. But all the eyes of you is to remain in me. Because at the end of it all, there will be joy in verses 22. He said, so also you have sorrow, you have sorrows now, but I will see you again. And your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. So the guy who might even inflate you with peace cannot take your joy away from you. Because Jesus will give you everlasting joy. I'd encourage you not to give up. 
I encourage you to buckle up and tighten the belt out better than you can do. If it is too tight, read a jersey. If it is not too tight, you want to make sure you're in a tight seat and holding on to the faith that nothing will take it away from you. Remain in Christ and at the end, you will receive your joy and no one shall take your joy from you. Always reflect on verses 4 and 5 of chapter 15. Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. My father is the gardener. Listen to that beautiful description. I am the vine. It means I'm rooted here. And you are the branches. And my father is the gardener. And if God is watering the garden and you are the branches, my friend, you will bear fruits. Not ordinary fruit, but good fruits. On the fourth part of the discussion was conviction. And I want to read verses 29 through 33. The Bible says, Jesus said, his disciples said to him, hey, now you are speaking to us. You're not speaking through those figurative terms anymore. You're speaking directly the plain truth. Now we believe you are the son of God. You are the son of God. So we have to believe in everything we, you have said. We believe you are returning to the father. You shall return back to us. Can you imagine that? At the beginning of this conversation, they were so sad. I mean, their faces were beginning to change. But Jesus started to encourage them and tell them exactly what was going to happen. And they came back and said, now we believe you are surely the son of God. And Jesus said, now you believe. That's right. Behold, the hour has come. Indeed, all of you will scatter and go to your very homes. I will be left alone, but no, I'm not alone. My father shall be with me. He said, I have said these things to you, that in me you may find peace. Jesus is our peace. Jesus is our peace. If we want to find peace, we must remain in the vine. And let the Father water the garden for us. He said, Amen, you will find peace. In the world, you will find trouble and trials and tribulations. But take heart, I have overcome it all for you. If you remain in me, surely you shall overcome. So my friends, we know that Jesus gave us the key to our victory, no matter what the circumstances. Yes, we understand the chilling discussion that Jesus gave us about his departure story, but he comforts us with the authority and the support of the Holy Spirit. So number one, the story is sad. It's scary. It might be fearful. But number two, we have the Holy Spirit who Jesus has given the authority to guide and comfort us through the process. Number three, there might be sorrows along the way, challenges, things that are to come that we can't walk through so easily. But again, Jesus promised that there will be joy at the end of it all. Now that we are convicted and we know that Jesus is a true son of God, I want to encourage you this morning, that we continue to reflect 
on chapter 15, verses 4 and 5, where Jesus said, remain in me. If you remain in me and I in you, definitely you will overcome. Because I'm the truth, I'm the vine, you are the branches, and my Father is the gardener. In all, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. No matter what the circumstances, no matter what the challenge, no matter what you go through, no matter what the hardship in this journey, Jesus said, remain in me and you shall overcome. Amen. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And so, Father, we thank you. Go in peace and may the Lord be with you. In Jesus' name, amen.